there is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amaryllis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, Altered. Hello all, we are in the holiday season and this episode is a little late in coming, but better late than never. And honestly, it's not too late. I wanted to put this out before Thanksgiving. It didn't happen. So here it is. I wanted to talk about the holidays and give some tips for having a different kind of holiday season to bring awareness around what's happening, but also some tips. And these aren't just your like 10 hacks for a better holiday. This is um, kind of bigger picture items and um, something that feels really essential to me today, like where we are in 2021, about to transition into 2022 and all the things that we're going through on the planet. So stay tuned for that. I'm hoping that so far the holidays have found you well and um, this has definitely been a year of loss, you know, for myself personally, which you all have been following either here on the podcast or on Instagram, but I've been watching on social media and so many of the people that I know, you know, close friends or acquaintances, people that I've known in the past that I'm still, you know, connected to and see on social media, there's a lot of loss, a lot of loss. And so I think these holidays are going to be different. Um, I know for myself, I chose to do Thanksgiving differently this year. And basically I just didn't do Thanksgiving this year. I know there's a lot surrounding the holiday as it is and, uh, what Thanksgiving means. And, um, but for myself personally, I decided that I just wasn't going to do it because my daughter was going to be with her dad for that entire weekend and she wasn't going to be with me on Thanksgiving. So I just decided I'm going to spend a day of quiet and rest and reflection. I'm not going to cook a meal, even if it's just for myself. I'm not going to try to go out to a meal. I'm just going to take the day and be quiet and rest and meditate and just go within because (laughs) I just didn't want to. And maybe I could have tried to do something, but honestly, It's my first time not cooking a meal in at least a decade. And I was always the one that cooked the meals and prepared everything for Thanksgiving because my mom couldn't. And some of you know that, you know, she was um, a paraplegic, then ultimately a quadriplegic. So for decades, she hasn't been able to make the meal, which is what she loved and It was her thing to make this huge feast and decorate and have a family gathering. And so when she couldn't do it anymore, I took on that role and I made all of the Thanksgiving and the feast and, you know, we would always go over to her apartment and celebrate in the way that she would like to, um, even though she can't. So I... I chose to do that. I wanted to do that. And I loved doing that. But this year with her being gone and Satya not being with me for the holiday, I just said, no, I'm just, I'm going to honor the fact that she's not here and the loss of that and, you know, grieve a bit 
in this day of quiet contemplation, but also just take it as a time for stillness and a pause and that I don't have to do all the things. So that was my personal experience of Thanksgiving this year, but it also, you know, not having mom here is helping me recognize the loss and understanding what so many people talk about when they say that the holiday season is so hard and, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, but a big one is because of loss that a lot of people have lost loved ones through the years, but especially in these past couple of years and that the holidays bring up a lot. So I now understand that and, um, am navigating it in my own way. And so this is the way that I chose to do it for Thanksgiving. Christmas will be different. <laughs> and I'll talk about that in a minute. So moving on to the holidays. And I think it starts with Thanksgiving. It can include Thanksgiving, but certainly all of the holidays that are in this season of winter. We have a lot. There's Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, just to name a few of the big ones. So no matter what you're celebrating, I want to speak to what might be happening during the holidays. I know that I've seen that this is a historically, um, historically been a time of overwhelm, of frantic energy, of stress, of busyness, that there's always so much going on, so much to do, so much to check off, so many parties and festivities and gatherings, although that wasn't the case last year. It seems to be a little bit more the case this year, although not to the same degree at all. But just that it used to be so much gathering and not gathering in the deep, connective way that we think of gathering, but just like parties parties where people are just, you know, putting all the energy out there, an explosion of festivity and extroversion and, you know, glitz and glitter. Honestly, I, from what I've seen, most people make it through the holidays. And then by the time the new year's rolls around and actually happens because that's a whole nother event and people, you know, party and celebrate that. So by the time they enter the new year, they're exhausted. So what does that mean if we start the energy of a new year exhausted and thinking, oh my God, now I need to recover. And really the holidays are not meant to be something to recover from. And we're not meant to enter into the new year with this energy of, I need to recover. I'm so exhausted. I made it. That's the, I mean, really, is that how we want to start? And then, you know, people are just like frantically trying to make new re resolutions to start off the year. Almost all of them are going to be resolutions that were from last year that never happened and just like, ah, oh, I just got to, you know, put something out there and you really throw it out there without deep conscious thought and reflection about aligned action to move into the new year. And it's something that I have a big practice with and I'll be sharing that on the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that, how to kind of review the old year 
and consciously bring in the new year. But basically what I'm trying to say is it's not working. Like crashing after the new year is not the way that you want to start the fresh energy of 2022. Okay, so first let's talk about what the season is, despite the holiday that you're going to be celebrating. So the actual season in Ayurveda is early winter, and this is the season of Kapha. So fall was Vata, and there was a podcast episode about what that is, and um, the lightness, and the change, and um, the dryness, the cold is coming. But as we're entering Kapha season, which is early winter, Kapha is a connective energy. It has, you know, it, it's described as a sticky quality, but really what that means is it's a bringing together. And so we're meant to gather. It's not that you're supposed to spend the holidays alone, that you're supposed to spend time just in um, solitude or contemplation. It's not just that. It's that you are meant to connect with others, to gather with others, and even to celebrate with others. But really take a look at what those gatherings and those celebrations look like. Is it truly a connective gathering? Also with um, early winter, the Kapha season, there's a quality of depth to it. It's the element of earth. And so, you know, we have the cold, but we also have this groundedness and this stillness, the darkness and the depth. And this is something to tap into. It's something that helps us restore and renew strength and energy from all the energy and activity of the summer and the harvest. And so now is the time to deeply rest and renew and restore, to nourish, to really go deep into meditation and contemplation, to really think to yourself, you know, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? To create a space of quiet so that you can hear what it is that you want and what you need so that you can recover well, rest well, nourish yourself and renew yourself so that when spring comes, early spring, you're ready. You're ready for that energy and the vitality and um, all the action that happens, the vibrance and... Um, you know, the fun of spring and summer into the fall. These are the natural qualities that are inherent, no matter what, you know, this is just nature's way of the cycles. And so we are a part of nature. If you would like to live deeply and well, it's a part connecting with nature that you are that nature and that you also have these cycles within you that no matter what gets put on on the outside you know the holidays and the festivities and whatnot this is still happening within you this need and this desire so many of you might have already felt this for so long but then you feel well obligated to do certain things but 
many of you are also waking up to the fact that things have to be done differently. And just in general, the population, many, many, many people are waking up, meaning awakening. And let me say that this, this frenetic energy of the holidays can take you away from intuition and spirit. It takes you away from that because it distracts you. It keeps you so busy, going so much, doing the obligations that you feel, social, religious, um, familial, societal expectations. You're so busy, you're distracted and you don't have the time or the energy in reflection, time to connect with intuition and spirit. Quite frankly, I think that this has been intentional propaganda that, and consider it, that this has been intentional propaganda so that the people don't awaken. If we keep you so busy and distracted, then you don't listen to your intuition. You don't know what's in your heart. You don't connect with spirit. And um, so you can't live life on your own terms. You don't know. You don't know yourself deeply enough. And so you're always looking outside. What should I do? What should I do? I don't know. There's confusion because you aren't centered in self and spirit, you know, as you understand it. I don't know when it all started or how, and I don't think that there's one thing to point the finger at, but I think in general, it was a dark energy of keeping the people from their light. And so we have all of this stuff that happens around the holidays that we participate in because we're people pleasing and we feel that we should, or we don't know any better. And so we just go along with what everybody else is doing, whatever the reason, but point being, it's kept you from your light. So in this season of darkness, the dark and the cold and the stillness, the depth of winter in these very long nights, we are meant to go within to find the light within. And really, I just think it's been um, old propaganda of a dark energy, meaning a negative energy that has said, let's keep people from their light. Let's keep them busy, 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 distracted and overwhelmed, and they won't. They'll forget that they need to. They'll feel bad for wanting to do so, or they won't even realize it's a thing, even better. <laughs> and um, so something to consider, like really, really big picture, a dark agenda or propaganda to keep people um, from taking this time of deep rest, renewal, contemplation. So given all of that, I have three tips that I'd like to share. And the first is for the season to invite quiet. And know that no matter what I'm saying or sharing here in these tips, it doesn't have to be all or none, right? If you can't be completely quiet, that it's just not going to work. And, you know, for some people they hear quiet and they immediately think, nope, can't do it and shut down. So it doesn't have to be all or none mindset. Do this in bits and pieces as it works for you, 
as you're able. Small things, small changes can end up being having big, profound effects. So invite quiet. What can you easily say no to? What can you easily remove in terms of noise? So this could be a gathering that you don't go to because it's just, it's not with the people that really resonate with you. This could be quiet in terms of what podcasts or shows or music could you just put a little pause on for a while? You know, maybe you don't listen to something so late. Maybe when you're in the car, you're not listening um, to podcasts. And I speak for myself because I always listen to something. I'm always taking something in, in the holidays um, or in the car. And so, you know, during the season, I'm more likely to listen to music instead of like, taking something in and processing it because then I'm, you know, learning the mind is working in a different way than just enjoying the music. And honestly, sometimes even that, I just turn it all off. I just turn it all off so that there's quiet in the car. And that gives me time to think and to daydream. And it's really interesting what kind of thoughts come up, what kind of things come up and out of that space when I'm on the road. And I feel like Sarah Blakely, was it her? That she intentionally, even though she lived so close to where she worked, that that was a time of high creativity for her, was being in the car. So even though the commute technically would have been very short, she drove way, 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 way around in order to get to work so that she had a certain amount of time on the road in order to allow that space and that time for ideas and thoughts or solutions and things to suddenly pop up. So I, that's one way that I like to invite quiet. What are some other ways that you can think in your life? You know that there's too much noise and you could reduce the volume or just say no to certain things that are bringing in noise, you know, actual noise, vibrational noise, or just noise in the fact that it's, it's in your life and it doesn't strike a chord. Invite the quiet. Also know that saying no is a muscle that can be built. So, you know, when you for some people saying no to things or stopping things or slowing things is really triggering. And the automatic response is, ah, (laughs) it's panic and they'll do more of the thing or do it more intensely or bring in more, as I'm saying, noise. So it's a muscle, which is why I'm saying to start small and build you know, not just during the holiday time, but throughout the year. I mean, we could all use a little less noise in life so that we can hear ourselves. Second is invite spirit. Invite spirit. I know that there's a lot of religious holidays that are going on here. So there's a lot of Um, practices and programs and gatherings and events that are centered around spirit. So, you know, do those as those are aligned with you. 
but also when I say spirit, I mean your highest self, your intuition. And if you are religious and you've been feeling disconnected, you know, how can you connect in ways that really nourish you and help you feel connected to all that is? After we reduce the noise and get quiet, intentionally making time for quiet, then we have this practice of consciously doing practices, things that connect us with spirit so that we can hear the highest self, God, whatever it is, as a guiding force in life. Most people operate day to day with no navigation, without a deeper sense of truth and trust and faith. And I don't mean faith in a religious sense because you believe in something. I mean the deepest kind of faith. You believe in you. Most people are operating from a day-to-day existence of, I just need to pay the bills. I just need to go to work. I just need to get the meals made. And it's it's an assembly line of do 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 I'm not even I'm not even in my life I'm just moving through it so the quiet and the connection to spirit helps you tap in to say there's so much more there is so much more to life to this existence of your magnificent soul self being here on this planet there's so much more and if you don't have a sense of this at all, you never experience, then that in and of itself is very telling. And with that, I would invite you more quiet, more connection to spirit, even if you don't know what that spirit is, and you just say, highest self, myself, my deepest, truest self, my soul self. And again, talking about winter, and you know, it's this time of contemplation and reflection, this connection to spirit, whatever it is that is bigger and beyond you, that nourishes you and elevates you, this again, tapping in is what carries you forward in life as we move into spring and then the summer and the fall and all the activities and the energy that gets expended outward Now is the time when you really channel and connect and root yourself with spirit, highest self, God, source, whatever it is, so that you have this way of navigating through spring, summer, fall, and all the energy and the activity with a sense of purpose and passion because you understand and feel what's bigger, what more is out there than just the to-dos of the day. Then lastly, enjoy them. Enjoy them. Enjoy whatever it is that's coming up. So much of what happens through the holidays and what creates so much stress is that people know and understand that there's going to be feasting, that there's going to be abundance and, uh, you know, food, people, drink, whatever it is. And they're stressed because of um, what they're about to partake in. 
And for a lot of people, that's weight gain. It, uh, it means that they're, they know that they're just going to consume way too much, imbibe way too much, and feel way too bad, and feel bad about themselves. And then it's this whole downward spiral of shame and um, beating up on oneself. It's, uh, you know, sometimes it's not even the stress of what you have to do, but what you're about to do. There's the stress of what you've tried not to do and then you failed. And year after year, for whatever it is, you're like, I'm not going to or I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. And then there's failure. And so now there's just even more, um, I'd call it lack of trust in self. Is You hear yourself saying the things and you kind of mean the thing, but you also recognize I'm probably going to fail. I'm probably going to fuck it up this time too. And I'm just going to feel bad about it. And there's a friction. It's an intense friction, a psychological stress that creates an effect on the body. So I'm saying, what if you just enjoyed it? What if you just enjoyed it? I know that that is a radical idea. So in Ayurveda, there's, um, there's a, a, it's a saying that it's not so much what, but how. And our culture is really connected and attached and identified to the what's, especially around food, like what you eat. Um, you know, I mean, that's just a huge industry about what, what matters. But in Ayurveda, you learn that how matters more. That eating a salad because you're supposed to, because you're on this special diet, because of whatever reason, and you hate the salad, um, brings an energy that does not serve you. There's resentment there's disdain, there's maybe even disgust. And the energy of that as you're eating the salad makes the salad actually not good for you because of the energy and the quality that's going into it as you're eating. And that if you were to eat a burger and love it, appreciate it, savor every bite. It's the best burger you've ever had. Even after you're done, you're like, oh my God, that was so good. That was the best burger I've ever had. That that burger is actually healthier for you than the salad, which is counterintuitive to what most people would think in this day and age, because the, we're so hung up on the what that we don't understand What's above that, what's higher than that is the how. So those people that can start to shift, and I'm really hoping that bringing this to your awareness, that this will start to shift, not so much of the what, like, oh my God, I ate three slices of the uh, debauch tort that's here for the holidays. I'm so bad. You know, there's always this feeling like I'm so bad, this mental self-flagellation. No. What if you went into it and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I love the debauch tort. It's amazing. I'm going to have another piece and I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to enjoy it so much and savor it. And 
Enjoy it. It's not going to hurt you as much as the stress and the, again, mental self-flagellation and the self-hatred hurts you. I promise you that hurts you more. Something that um, we study in Ayurveda because of the how is that everything first is experienced and um, manifest in the ether, in the subtle. So you can't really see it or touch it or taste it. It's, a, it's an energy. It's a um, vibration. And then it moves into physical form. And it moves into the density. So everything moves from subtle to gross. How we see that with the how is when you're eating that salad and you have the vibration you know, in the subtle field of, I hate this, I really wish I could eat such and such, but here I am, I'm supposed to eat this. And, you know, there's just this off vibration, you're not enjoying it, appreciating it, loving it, nothing. It's just, you know, negative. That then that affects digestion because of the negative mindset. And when digestion is affected, then um, the nourishment is affected because if it doesn't digest well, then it's not going to move through your system well, meaning that it, you're not going to take in the nutrients that you were supposed to, that you were meant to from the food. You know, it's not, it doesn't just happen. If you don't digest food well, uh, all the things that you think that you're getting from the food don't actually go into the system. So you're not getting that nourishment. Um, you're creating a lot of indigestion or gas, bloating. Um, I mean, there's a lot of tons of digestive issues that happen from that. And that's all physical. It's in the physical realm and then affects the tissues of the body, like the muscle, the, um, the blood, the bone, that all gets affected by digestion of the foods that you eat. And if you're not digesting well, then it's not going to truly create a healthy and vibrant body. And again, you're not getting those nourishing minerals and vitamins that you thought you were. So you ate the salad that you thought was going to be so good for you and change you and be quote unquote better for you. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to work in the way that you think because we're so attached and all we know is the what and we don't even know that the how exists. And you might not even believe that, but in yogic science and Ayurveda, these ancient sciences, I mean, truly ancient that were really here to help humans live well, to live well so that then they could live prosperous, abundant, vital lives, long lives that are filled with spirit and connection and source that you can have this understanding of a bigger truth but most people are just like i'm trying to survive the day so the how matters the how matters more than the what you could eat a burger and it can be better and healthier and more nourishing for you than eating the salad 
it really is like that. <laughs> it really is a matter of subtle to gross. It's in the field. It's in the subtle body. It's in the mind first, and then it moves into the physical form. So I am inviting you, not just for this holiday season, always to enjoy it. If you're going to do it, if it's going to be in your life, if you know that the holidays bring that abundance of feasts, then enjoy it. Just say yes and relish it. Sit in the vibration of gratitude and abundance and wow, there's so much and wow, this is so delicious. And oh, thank you. Thank you. I love this. This is so delicious. This is so good. I'm going to have more. That's a much better vibration for anything and everything. And maybe do it this year as an experiment just to see. You know, you don't have to just listen to my words. Try it as an experiment and see how you end up feeling after the holidays, taking, you know, at least one, two, three of these into your life and thinking to yourself, well, I don't have to do it forever. I don't have to keep doing this. You know, you don't have to listen to me. I don't know it all. I'm presenting things that have worked in ancient teachings and worked for myself in life. You know, I've had this, these experiences over the years, so I understand, you know, from my own personal experience. But find out for yourself, what kind of effect does this actually have? And if it doesn't work for you, then go ahead and put it into your mind that you don't have to do it that way, or you can stop or do it differently or try something different next time. You know, it's not a forever. It's not that you try this and do this and that it's going to be for the rest of your life. It's just an experiment to see, well, would it change things? Would it be better? Because I definitely don't like coming out of the holidays crashing. So maybe I could do it differently. I know for myself this year, Christmas is going to be different because mom is gone and the holidays always revolved around mom. So this year I am traveling to South Carolina to be with family. And because of that, it's going to be busy. It's going to be frantic. There's going to be flying and just family time crammed into a few days, but I'm going, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to do all that I can during that time to connect with family. So Nothing else is going to be happening. It's only going to be family and connection. But I know that I'm going to be doing a lot more than I normally would and that I'm going to be um, sleeping less because of spending this time with family that I, I don't get very often. So I'm going to make the use, the best use of this time. And I also know that this is a season of contemplation and quiet. And I always love to dive into that. So trust me, the weeks before I travel and the weeks after are already cleared for that. The, this disruption of that quiet time is not going to affect or take away the time of quiet and meditation and reverence for the season. I'd say, in fact, it's just going to add to it. 
it's going to add to it because I'm going to have connection with family in a way that I don't normally at the holidays. You know, it's different family members that I'm going to be connecting with that I don't usually. So I'm going to honor it and savor it. I'm going to make sure that I have time before and after bookended for the the quiet and the spirit. And honestly, those are not new in my life. They're, they're just kind of regular practices. So, you know, they're, they're the non-negotiables of how I live my life. So, um, that's how I'm planning to spend the holidays. And I really invite you to see what resonates from this podcast and implement it as an experiment. And then from there, decide where you'd like to go with it. May you have a beautiful holiday season. May this season, no matter where you are in life, celebrating with family or navigating loss or both, may this season bring blessings to you, to your soul. May it nourish you and may it help you renew for the new year. Remember that spirit guides but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it. Also, connect with me and discover more on Instagram at Amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.